Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Would you turn in your Bible, please, to the book of Numbers, chapter 6. The book of Numbers, chapter 6. To, to, to some, a familiar passage, and to others, I pray it'll become familiar. And Q, if you'll just stay with me. And uh, this is Numbers chapter 6 and verse 22. While you're turning there, um, let me just encourage you, really encourage you with our next steps class. Uh, maybe you come from a church background and, and it's called membership. Whatever you want to call it, uh, it is your next step to getting involved in the church. And I'll just tell you, uh, someone sent a, a pastor sent a tweet today that I just so agree with. He said, the church, he said, we need you and you need us. And, and it's so true. We need you. We need you in the parking lot. We need you ushering. We need you greeting. We need you in security. We need you in kids ministry, youth ministry. We need you in the, in the back there in the booth running sound and doing all, running cameras. We got camera people running all over the place. We, we, need, we need help. We need you. And I'll just be bold enough to say you need us because we need community. We don't want to do this alone. And so I just want to encourage you. Next Steps is this Saturday, April 1st. Starts at 8.45 a.m. You're out of here by one. It's one day. Uh, I grew up in a church that had a six-month membership class. And three months in, it was like, I'm going to the Catholic church. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is too much. One day, you're in, you're out. You figure out what we believe. You decide if you're into it. And you make a commitment. And we get you plugged into the church. And uh, so please, please, please come out Saturday. And... Um, You'll be blessed because of it. This is Numbers chapter 6 and verse 22. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons saying, This is the way you will bless the children of Israel. Say to them. So how do we bless? We say. Blessing is spoken. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the people. When you, when you bless dads, when you bless your kids, you put the name of Almighty God upon them. So he said, when you speak blessing, it puts my name on them and I will bless them. One more passage, Genesis chapter 32 verse 26, Jacob said, I will not let you go till you bless me. I just want to preach for a few moments from the subject, blessed. Blessed. Everyone out loud say blessed. And uh, guys, can we, can we move this? I'm sorry, I'm just I'm going to get moving a lot and I'm going to run that thing right over. Blessed. Let's pray. Father, thank you that we are blessed. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. <laughs> it wasn't uh, probably about six months ago. I was down in the lobby uh, greeting people and hanging out. And uh, someone walked up to me, a new person. And they kind of came in and they were a little intense and, and, and just, you know, just a little bit turned up. You know, I thought, okay, this guy's had his coffee. And uh, I thought I better go sad him before a poor greeter has to get, you know, pummeled by this guy. So I said, hey, sir, how you doing? Good morning. And, 
and he said, hi, hi, hi. And he's kind of looking around. And he's kind of frustrated. And, and I said, sir, how can I help you? Is this your first time? He goes, yeah, yeah, it's my first time. I said, oh, man, service is about to start. You want to go up with me? I'm a pastor here. We'd love to, love to help you any way we can. And he goes, I just got one question. I just have one question before I go up to that sanctuary. I said, okay. He said, are you one of those prosperity churches? Like he didn't say it with a smile, you know, it wasn't like, hey, so are you guys one of those prosperity churches? Because it's never that way. Are you one of those prosperity churches? And I said, well, we're not a poverty church. Read your Bible. Poverty's a curse. Just look at our world. Everywhere you find poverty, you find abuse, you find addiction. You find violence. Poverty is not a blessing, friend. It's a curse. And God wants to bless us to be a blessing to help them. It's not us and them, but friend, it is. Poverty is a curse. And it has to be broken by the power of God. I said, we're not a poverty church by any means. He goes, well, 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 well. I guess what I'm saying is, are you one of those Joel Osteen churches? I said, got him. Yes, we are. I said, man, I love Pastor Joe. You too? No, no, you're misunderstanding me. You know, you're so frustrated. I said, yeah, we're one of those Joel Osteen. God is in a good mood. God is happy. God loves you. God is smile on you. God wants to bless your life. God has a plan for your family. God has a plan for your marriage. God has a plan for, yes, yes, we are a Joel Osteen church. I said, but in reality, sir, we're a Bible church. And if I could just get real spiritual on you, because you seem to be very spiritual, we are a Jesus church. And Jesus loves his church. Jesus wants to help his church. And friend, Jesus came to bless his people. Can I get an amen from somebody? God's will. I'm going to teach a little bit and then I'm going to shout. So don't get freaked out when I start shouting. But let me teach a little bit. God's will, God's plan, God's desire is for you to be blessed. I'll say it again. God's will, God's plan, God's desire is for you to be blessed. When God created Adam and Eve, here's what he said. God blessed them, saying, because blessing is spoken. He didn't bless them by the way he looked at them. He didn't bless them even by touching them. He blessed them by speaking because God is a speaking God. God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. Blessing is spoken from the lips of the Almighty and then from the lips of his church. This is Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, a double-edged sword. It's from the mouth of God and it's from the mouth of his people. It's blessing. Uh, if, you, if you're struggling with this idea of blessing, and I'm not, I'm not talking about driving a Rolls Royce or a Bentley, but if you have one, can I borrow it? <laughs> Amen. It's not about that, but I think we have a problem with blessing, but let me see all the parents in here. Can I just see if you're a parent? How about an aunt or uncle who really loves your nieces or nephews? <laughs> I can't say that for everybody, but you know, maybe some of you. Okay, listen, if you're a parent, you know this in the heart of hearts that you want what's best for your kids. You don't want them struggling. You don't want them sick. 
You don't want them without vision. You don't want them without desire. You want them gifted. You want them planted. You want them excited. You want them full of joy. You want them free from addiction. You want, you want them to be more blessed than you were. You want more for them than you had. This is, this is your desire. And friend, I've come to say that's not from the devil. That's from God, friend. And if God has put that in us for our kids... That means that's the exact way he sees us. He wants us blessed. He doesn't want us cursed. He doesn't want us broken. He doesn't want us living paycheck to paycheck. He doesn't want us with our marriage constantly on the rocks. He doesn't want us wondering how we're going to pay for our next meal. He doesn't want us struggling at Christmas, wondering if we're going to be able to buy the kids gifts. He doesn't want us uh, living in, in, in bondage and in addiction and in secret. That's not what God wants for us. God wants his kids free. He wants his kids blessed. And his, his greatest desire, his greatest plan for his children is that we would be blessed. Now I want you to notice that the scripture said, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. Friend, I'm not preaching to your neighbor right now. I'm talking to you. Turn to your neighbor, say he's talking to me. That neighbor was stuck up. Turn to your other neighbor, say he's talking to me. He's talking to me. He's talking to me. Can you high five one more person? High five them. Say he's talking to me today. He's talking to me. He's May the Lord bless you, sir. May may he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. God has a plan for you. Because the devil's telling you, oh man, this is for everyone on your row but you. The devil's telling you, oh, this is for your wife, but it's not for you. The devil's saying, oh, this might be for your kids, but it's not for you. Oh, this might be for your friend. That's for the preacher. The preacher's supposed to be blessed, but not. No, no, no. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he give you peace. This is, this is God's plan for you. He didn't say this in a general way. He said it in a specific way because he wants us to know that the blessing of God is our portion. It's your life. It's your marriage. It's your future. It's your healing. It's your business. You, you, you. And he said this in verse 22. He said, and speak to the people. And... And is a conjunction word. He had just been talking through the sacrifices that the priests had to give. And he said, now that you've done all the sacrifices, bless the people. I just want to say this. In the Old Testament, you had to follow the law perfectly to be blessed. Deuteronomy 28. You had to wholeheartedly Fully obey the Lord your God. Well, how many know we don't do that? And if you think you do, you're a mess. Uh I'm not judging, but you a mess. Oh, I fully obey the Lord my God. Really? Okay, okay. We're not even going to go there right now. But you don't. Under the Old Testament, you had to obey the law perfectly. By the way, 613 Mosaic Laws. Not to mention the commandments of the prophets. Not to mention all the other things and all the traditions that were... I mean, we're talking about over a thousand commandments that you had to obey fully. Well, we don't do it. That was actually the point of the law. Some of you are going, well, wait a minute. Well, if I can't do that, what's the use? Yeah, exactly. The law is meant to bring you to the end of yourself. So you go, I give up. And God goes, perfect. I have Jesus. You can't do it. 
You were actually never meant to do it. The law is only here to show us our wickedness and our sinfulness. We come to the end of ourselves, and then we go, oh my gosh, I need a savior. And for all of you that don't eat pork because you think you're obeying the law, what about the other 613? You're stepping on my toes. I hope so. <laughs> Blessing in the New Testament is radically different. Notice that they could not bless the people till they fulfilled the sacrifice. We now receive the blessing not because of our sacrifice, but because Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. Jesus obeyed the law fully. We believe in him fully. He did it perfectly. We now obey him and trust him and have faith in him even with broken faith. This is why Galatians chapter 3 said, Cursed is any man who hangs on a tree. Christ became a curse for you and for me that we might receive the blessing of Abraham. What is the blessing of Abraham? It is righteousness by faith. It's blessing by faith, not by perfection, not by perfect obedience. We can't do it, but we place our faith in a perfect Savior. We place our broken faith, our mustard seed faith, our little bit of faith in really, really awesome grace, and God releases blessing. So blessing cannot be earned, but it can be rejected. Blessing, we do not deserve it, but we must receive it. And we receive by faith. We don't earn it, but at the same time it can be rejected. How can it be rejected? It can be rejected by the fact that we're trying to earn it. How foolish to try to earn something that you've already been given. Am I helping anybody so far? Just let that religion just wash off of you right now. Verse 22 says, say to the people. I'm saying it again. Blessing is spoken. God is a speaking God. Write that down if you're taking notes. God is a speaking God. The devil is a sight devil. God is a speaking God. The devil gets you by sight. You see the circumstance and you get afraid. God says, trust my word. I'm not going to show it all to you with your sight, but I'm going to say it over you. And you're going to have to hear that word and receive that word. Hmm. Everything God will do in your life will start as a seed called a word. Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, you don't understand any parable. The sower sows the word. If you don't understand this, you'll miss out on the whole kingdom of God. Because the whole kingdom is about seed and words. It all starts with God speaking something over your life. We receive a word from his word. No word, no blessing. No word, no miracle. No word, no move of God. Why? Because he is the word. In the beginning, the word was with God and the word was God. Skip down to verse 14. And the word became flesh and dwelt among men. Friend, Jesus is the word. And in order to receive Jesus, you must receive his word. And in order to receive his word, you must receive Jesus. He says it and then we say it. But if you don't hear it, you'll never say it. 
Now, I come from a word of faith background, so I know how to confess Scripture. But it's one thing to confess Scripture. It's another thing to get a word from heaven and then speak that. It's one thing to be a parakeet or whatever they are, whatever those birds are. They just say whatever you say. Which ones are the parrots? Thank you, sir. Birds freak me out. That's a whole other sermon. God isn't calling us to be parrots, just repeating something blindly. He's saying, I'm your father. You are my child. Listen to my word. Get your word in, in your heart and then let it come out of your mouth. And whenever that double-edged sword is released out of your mouth, blessing is released. But like everything in the kingdom, it takes faith. And like everything in the kingdom, it's a process. Let me explain. How many people are saved? You've, you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Does anybody have a date for me? Can anybody remember a date? January 14th. Who was that? Where are you at? Stand up real quick so we can celebrate you. January 14th. Okay, what's your name? Wait, y'all are clapping. It's a Pentecostal service. You clap for everything. Allison? Alice? Allison! Okay. Thank you, Allison. You can be seated. On January 14th, Allison got saved. Allison is saved. Allison is being saved. Because Allison still got some. Right. Amen. Okay, I didn't have to say it. Allison is being saved. And one day when she steps into eternity, she will be saved. She's in process. Everybody say, I'm in process. Okay, so we're, we're all in process. Listen, the moment you receive Christ, you are blessed. You are blessed. You're being blessed, and in eternity, you will receive the fullness of that blessing. So it's a process. So I'm not trying to get something I don't have, but I'm trying to walk in my inheritance. I hope you see the difference. I'm not trying to get blessing or earn blessing, but rather I'm just trying to walk in the thing that Jesus has already died to give me. Bless. Number one, bless. What is blessing? In the Hebrew, it means to empower. Blessing is the Holy Spirit wind at your back moving you into your destiny. My, uh, I grew up in, in New Mexico and we were hunters and hikers and gatherers and fishermen and we hunt, you know, <laughs> like that's just what we do. If you're part of PETA, God bless you. I was, I was born into it. Don't judge me. Okay. And we would go on hunts, but I'm the youngest of five kids. So all of my brothers would be, you know, kind of 13, 15, 18, and I'm like eight on a hunt. And we're hiking for miles. And before you know it, we'd, we'd be a big crew, we'd be a big pack. And before you know it, I was like that little gazelle on, uh, on the Discovery Channel out of the pack. You know what I'm saying? I'd get tired because I was eight. I kind of think that's abuse now that I'm thinking about. I probably need to go to counseling. But anyway, <laughs> and my dad, he'd look back and he'd see me and he'd stop. And the pack would keep going up the mountain. And he would say, mijo. All my Mexicans know what I just said. Ay, mijo, grab my belt. And he'd pick up his shirt, and I'd grab his belt. And he'd take off up that mountain. And I'd just hold on for dear life. And all of a sudden, I was passing my brothers. I'm like, see you guys. I got empowered. God says, hey, hold on, we're going somewhere. It's called the blessing. All of a sudden, you start passing people at work. Yo, it's not me, it's God. Before you know it, your finances start rising. You go, it's not me, it's God. I'm just a tither and I'm just trying to release this thing. I'm just holding on for dear life. God says, hold on. Get in covenant with me. 
attach yourself to something greater. It's called the blessing. To be blessed is to be empowered. Hallelujah. To be empowered is to do more than you can do by yourself. Your strength is now connected to something greater. But now listen, I still had to walk, but he did the work. This is the difference between miracles and blessing. Miracles is all God. And you might need a miracle today. But blessing is a partnership. And I would say, the more you walk in partnership, the less miracles you'll need. Not overnight, because we're in process. We're, don't judge me. I'm in process. But the more I walk in blessing, connected to my Father, the more empowered I become, the less miracles I will need. And now, when I really get blessed, I become a miracle for somebody else. All right, all right. I'm trying to help somebody. It's okay. To bless means to kneel down. Think about that. This isn't God up here saying, come to me. This is God saying, I'm going to get down on your level. And I'm going to bless you. My little daughter, she's four months old now, Goldie Ray. And she, uh, she, we got her in this little bouncy thing now. And she loves it till she sees me. And once she sees me, she goes, nah. And I get down on her level. I'm, I'm, I'm by far much stronger than her. But some about that look, some about those uplifted hands, something about that connection, something about that eye to eye, something about that pitiful little, eh. I get, I, I, I want to kneel down and bless her. Hey dads, I'm only four months into it. I'm a rookie and I don't know nothing, but get down on your kid's level and bless them. I know she's 17 and she's trying to act like she don't need you. Go sit down in her bed tonight. I say, hey, girl. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Jabin, you don't understand. My kid's crazy. They'll cut me. Okay, wait till they fall asleep. I used to wake up at 3 a.m. with my mama over me. <laughs> what was that, Swahili? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Get, get down on your kid's level and speak to them. Get down on your, spouse's, on, on your spouse's level. Get eye to eye. Speak blessing. Speak blessing. Uh, the Bible said in, 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 in Romans, it said bless and do not curse. Romans 14, 12. Bless and do not curse. Wow, that's easy. I can do that. I can bless and not curse. Not, not cuss. He's not talking about cussing. He's talking about don't, don't tear people down. Bless them. Here's another word for blessing prophesy speak into the future of your family speak into the future when God blesses you he's literally speaking a prophetic word over your future prophesy over your kids prophesy over your marriage some of you are going I don't know if we're going to make it stop prophesying that yeah but he crazy well start prophesying that he's going to turn around well I don't know if he's going to prophesy Start speaking future talk. Start speaking into your future. Blessing. We begin to speak into our future. So I just want to, and I want to clarify this again. Blessing is not about being a millionaire. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about 
something you saw on Christian TV. Blessing is the divine empowerment of Almighty God to do what he's called you to do. Blessing is the divine empowerment of the Almighty God to do what he's called you to do. Number two, and I've got five minutes, dear Jesus. May the Lord bless you. Number two, may the Lord keep you. To be kept is to be protected. To be kept in the Hebrew is to be surrounded. So this is more than just supernatural protection, though it is that. I got a text from a friend last night. If you follow me on Facebook, you know I posted about it. My friend Ivan, he, he has a, a little two-week-old boy right now that through the trauma of the birth, he's actually bleeding in his brain. And I'm, and I'm preparing this message. And I said, Jesus, keep him. Protect him. I said, you spirit of death, get out of that room. I said, Lord, put a, put a barrier around that little room. Put a barrier around that little bed. Put a barrier around little Leon right now in Jesus' name. I said, Lord, keep him. See, this is stuff we speak. We don't just read it. We speak it. I'm giving you homework. I'm giving you your prayer for the week. So I'm saying, Lord, keep him. Surround him. God wants to keep you. God wants to be a fortress around you. Look at Jude chapter 1 verse 24 on the screen. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. And to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy. God wants to keep you holy. That got no amens. That got one grunt from the front row. That's all that got. It was like a cough. It was a nervous grunt. Okay. God wants to surround you. God doesn't want to trap you in. He wants to keep the devil out. When you're blessed, he keeps you. Every boundary God gives us is for our good. Here's a good one. God's no is always attached to a greater yes. Can I get an amen from somebody? When God says no, it's for a greater yes. The recession hit in, what was that, 07? 08? I lived in Vegas during that time. We got annihilated. I had 10 friends. We all got married around the same time, around 06, 07. And they were letting anybody buy a house. My wife and I were making like combined 45000 a year. And they, they approved us for $400,000 for a house. <laughs> and our real estate agent, who loves the Lord, was going, you have to buy. By this time tomorrow, it's going to be worth $7 million. You know, I mean, that's just how it was. Well, what about this arm loan thing? No, 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 it's okay. In two years, you'll be a billionaire. You know, I mean, that's just how it was in 08, right? <laughs> Some of you are like, man, that real estate agent, you need to preach on forgiveness. Okay, so. <laughs> and all my friends bought. And we were, we were the dummies who didn't buy. You're not gonna, you're gonna live in an apartment? We would walk into homes and I would literally have to hold back the vomit because I was ready to puke. And God was keeping me. I'm talking about Holy Ghost discernment. We'd walk into homes and I'd, oh, not buying it. What are you thinking? God was keeping us. God will give, God will give you discernment. Oh, I know he looks good, girl, but you'll go talk to him and, oh, oh. If your personality was half as good looking as your face, this would be great, but. Dude, he'll keep you. You're thinking about Mariner, and all of a sudden this thing just comes over you. Ah, 
He'll keep you, friend. We didn't buy a home. All 10 of our friends, and this, this is horrifying and sad, all 10 of our friends lost their home and had to declare bankruptcy. All 10. A few years later, when the market dropped to a ridiculous low, I walked into a home, I began to weep under the presence of God. We prayed right there with our real estate agent, a different real estate agent, I might tell you. And he said, is God all over you? I said, God's all over me, let's buy it. And we bought it. And we sold it a few years later, and I ain't trying to make anybody jealous, so I'm going to keep moving. But let me tell you this, God will keep you. I, I know you can afford the payment, but God will keep you and go, yo, dude. No, not yet. I know, no, chill. Just, chill. yeah, but I want to buy this engagement ring, and I know it's way too much for me, but they'll put me on a payment plan until Jesus returns. No, how about... If she really loves you, she'll be okay with silver and some cubic zirconium and say, baby, right now I'm balling on a budget, but one day we're going to prosper and I'm going to get you a real ring. You know, for our 10-year anniversary, I just bought my wife a wedding ring, a, a real. But she was fine with my little kiss begins with K. Little $1,100, little $1,100. Uh, someone said, what kind of ring is that? I said, it's a canarly. They said, like, canary yellow. I said, no, like, you could canarly see it. Like, bear, like it's, but it's there by faith. On our 10-year anniversary, I got to buy a real ring. The Lord will keep you, friend. Lord, keep me from foolishness. Check out this picture. Check out this picture. Can we put this picture up? I think I got a picture. Do I got a picture? Can a brother get a picture? Look at this. Look at this picture. The Lord will keep your mouth shut. You see it, me, and the Holy Ghost covered her. Sometimes you just need help keeping your mouth shut. You don't need to post everything you want to post. You don't need to say everything you want to say. Lord, keep me. Lord, keep me. Lord, keep me from temptation. Lord, keep me from ingratitude. The word keep means to oversee. There's a prayer that I pray a lot, and it's this. May temptation and opportunity never meet. Let me talk to my men real quick. All the guys, you need to pray this prayer. God, may temptation and opportunity never meet. Because that girl might walk up to you in the office and she gives you opportunity, but you're not tempted. And there's other times you're tempted, but there's no opportunity. And the prayer is, Lord, keep me so that temptation and opportunity never meet. I lived in Vegas for 11 years. I drove by strip clubs every day of my life. And I would pray that prayer. Lord, may temptation and opportunity never meet. Pray it over your life, guys. Pray it over your life. Pray it over your marriage. For our marriage, God, may temptation and opportunity never meet. God will keep you, friend. God will keep you. God will keep I got to move real quick. Here we go. Keys up, please, because it's a good sign that we're about to end. I'm going to end. And no band, because I'll start singing, and then we'll never get out of here. So just the keys, and we're going to be done. May the Lord shine on you. Did y'all catch it? May the Lord make his face to shine on you. Light in the Bible connects to vision, future, clarity, revelation, illumination, a God idea, a strategy. Let me just say that over a business owner. Vision, future. Clarity, revelation, illumination, a God idea, a strategy. 
God wants to shine on you so that you can see what you're supposed to do. He said this in Isaiah verse 30, uh, chapter 30, verse 21. This is the way, walk in it. This is light in a dark season. This is revelation and wisdom in every season. Ephesians 1.18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know the hope of your calling. I felt this very prophetically to say this. You're in a season you don't know really what to do. You need God's light to shine. Maybe you just got married and you're going, Lord, I don't know how to be married. Lord, shine. Give me a God idea for my marriage. Maybe you're recently divorced. You're newly single. You're going, God, I forgot how to be single. God, shine. May your face shine on me in this season of singleness. Maybe you're a new parent. I'm praying this prayer for myself. I've got this little human in our house now. And I'm saying, Lord, shine on me. May your face shine on me that I may know how to raise her and love her. Pray for her. What to do, when to do it, how to do it. God, shine on me. Business owners, pray. May your face shine on my business. Give me an idea. Shine a light on the people in my organization that I need to remove. Shine the light on people that I need to raise up. God, shine on me. God will help you. I need your light in a new season. Here's another one. I need your light in an old routine. Don't miss out on how blessed you are because you have let your eyes grow dim to your blessing. God, send forth your light that I might see how blessed I am. Don't let negativity and ungratefulness blind you, friend. God, shine on me. These are prayers that you, I want you to pray this week. Number four, now he just said, may your face shine upon me. And now he said, may the Lord lift up his countenance. Face and countenance are the same word. So he uses face twice. Here's how it says in the message Bible. May God look at you full in the face and make you prosper. (laughs) May God look at you face to face and make you prosper. Here's, Here's an amazing thing about the Hebrew language. There is no single singular word for face face in hebrew is plural so when you seek the face of god you're seeking the faces of god oh man this will preach because what you need today you might need something different tomorrow when you're sick you need the face of healing when you're broke you need the face of prosperity when you don't know what to do with your child you need the face of wisdom God says I am the multi-faced one I have many faces whatever you need I have a face for that I have a voice for that I have eyes for that I have ears for that I have a mind for that this is amazing so when I see the face of God I see the faces of God And he gives me what I need when I need it. This is why 
when the angels saw him in Isaiah 6, they had to cry, holy, holy, holy. Because every time they looked, every time they blinked, they saw another face of God. And they went, holy, whoa, holy, whoa, holy. He has many faces for many challenges. He is who you need him to be. Hmm. All right, last one. I got to go. Let me give you this real quick. This word countenance means forward or ahead. That means that when you look at Jesus, friend, you're always looking into your future. Oh, so he's not behind you. He's in front of you. He's not calling you back. He's calling you into your future. This word countenance is that a face is in front of you or in your future. God is in your future calling you into everything that he has for you. Hmm. Last thing. And may he give you peace. This word peace is the Hebrew word shalom. It means completeness. It literally means it is well. It means it is all right. This word shalom means security, favor, prosperity, contentment, and health. It means peace with God through a covenant relationship. Wow. It's peace by covenant. It's peace by covenant. Let me just, just want to get this in your heart. It's peace by covenant. This is why David could face Goliath. Because he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What is David talking about Goliath's private parts for? David is saying he's big, but he doesn't have a covenant. I'm small, but I got a covenant. This problem, I told you I was going to yell, y'all. You better shout with me. I know this is bigger than me, but I got peace because I got a covenant. I know this situation, I know this storm is massive, but I got peace because I got a covenant with God. And my covenant with God is greater than my giant. Come on, give him a shout of praise, somebody. So no matter what I'm facing, I'm blessed. No matter what I have to go through, I'm blessed. No matter what storm I have to walk through, I'm blessed. No matter what valley I got to walk through, I'm blessed. No matter what giant comes against me, I'm blessed. Because I have a covenant with God. Give the Lord some praise. Come on. That's why Jesus, the covenant keeper and the covenant maker, could look at a storm and say, Peace. Shalom, be still. Everyone stand real quick. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to get out of here. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.